Welcome to Hidden Risk, a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite, the only platform capable of uncovering risk from three dimensions. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. I'm your host, Heather Engel. Joining me today is Ferhat Dikbiak, Head of Research and Intelligence at Black Kite. Ferhat, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Recently, we've seen significant and costly ransomware attacks make headlines. Why are we seeing more ransomware attacks and why are they successful? Ransomware is a hot topic and for good reason. It's big business now. Why are ransomware attacks on the rise? Simple. It pays well. It is lucrative. Imagine a billion-dollar shadow industry, and that's what we are dealing with at the moment. And the success of ransomware groups like Lockbit underscored this. They operate with the finesse and strategy of tech unicorns. They are making serious money in the cybercrime business world. And when we look into their methods, these guys have moved past just making malware. They are into franchising. Think of it as ransomware as a service, as they call it, RAS. It's like handing out a cybercrime toolkit. They've got everything ready to use ransomware, a bunch of helpers, affiliates, even manuals that are surprisingly well written. They provide tools and tricks for breaking into systems, right, for their affiliates. So these affiliates, they do the break-ins, steal the data, then hit the victims with the ransomware and locking everything up. And after all these things happen, when we look into their negotiation game, it's top-notch, like a well-oiled customer service, but for crime. They even share the loot with their affiliates, keeps everyone happy and in business. And they've got this business model that's quite like similar to legitimate companies. I would like to call them the tech unicorns of cybercrime business world, right? For instance, take their use of CRM-like tools. Just like a sales team tracks leads and deals, these groups manage their ransom negotiations with precision. They are all about customer service, but in a twisted sort of way. And they never called what they do as ransomware. They call it as the post-paid pantest services. So in their twisted mind, they think that they are doing a business. And when you look at partnerships, they have nailed that too. Their affiliates are like independent contractors in the gig economy. Affiliates do the heavy lifting, get a piece of the action. It's all about incentives, keeping their partners motivated. If you're looking from the marketing and PR perspective, they have got covered too in the dark corners of the web. They advertise their services, recruit new members, and sometimes they even issue public statements like apologies for hitting the wrong target, like a children's hospital, or they even give interviews, right? So it's all about managing their brand, just like any company would. So we, we see this, you know, startup mentality more and more in these ransomware groups. Since they start to make more money, they can invest more into this mindset. But of course, it's not just the old players in the game. We see the new groups keep popping up, each trying to outdo the others. They want to share in this market. Some want to shake things up. Others just want fame. Like take, for example, Ransom VC, a new group. They came in strong around April. They got lots of affiliates, targeted big names like Sony. But they got too cocky. They made very big claims, sometimes didn't even follow through with the attacks. 
they overplayed their hand, making exaggerated claims, and sometimes not even deploying the ransomware. So their operations were unsustainable. And last I heard, they are looking for a buyer for their entire operation. And then I think they even mentioned that some of their teammates got arrested. So we see new players, we see disruptive players, and we see more established, more quote-unquote professional players in this cyber crime business ecosystem. But good news is these ransomware groups are not getting away with it all the time, right? Law enforcement's on their tail. CISA, FBI, Interpol, you name it. We have seen big ransomware groups like Darkseid, Black Matter, Ravel, Hive, they all get knocked down. But it's tricky because you shut one down, you see that more pop up. It's like the mythical creature Hydra, a snake with many heads, right? For instance, after counter-ransomware group got hit, Karakur, its extortion arm, emerged as an independent ransomware group, keeping the cycle going. So it's a wild world in ransomware. High stakes, smart criminals, and a constant fight. We're always learning, always adapting, but that's our reality in cybersecurity. Yeah, that's a fascinating look into what you're seeing as far as the ransomware marketplace. Are there trends that you're seeing when it comes to the ransomware itself in terms of the malware and the different technologies that are being used? Their playbook has evolved. I can say that. It's less about phishing and more about exploiting vulnerabilities. Sure, phishing and social engineering still happens, like in the case of MGM resort attack. But it's not the go-to anymore. Why? It's tough. It's risky. And it's often a dead end. Phishing takes time and effort, advancement in email filtering, identity management, employee trainings. Its success rate is dropping. In contrast, automating the exploitation of critical vulnerabilities allow these groups to strike multiple targets rapidly and efficiently. And if you just look at the recent ICBC attack, for instance, it happens through a critical flaw in Strix product. So they got through that vulnerability and they had a successful ransomware attack. So these are, from a technical perspective, this is what's going on. But we should remember that ransomware is not just a threat, it's the threat. As the groups rake in more money, they become increasingly sophisticated. They are using sales intelligence tools like Zoom Info to gather more information on victims. It's all about having the upper hand in negotiations. And when we look into their hit list, for some, it's not random. They are picking targets based on industry, location, and in companies' regulatory fine risks. That's why, I guess, manufacturing has been their prime target post-COVID-19. So there's a reason 800 out of 4,000 victims in 2023 were manufacturers. An attack here doesn't just breach data, right? It stops production code. And I remember a, a conversation with a CISO from a canned soup company telling me how a ransomware attack could halt their entire production. If they cannot put tomato soup into cans, it's a total shutdown. But of course, it's not all high-tech precision. Some groups are less picky, hitting schools or non-profit organizations of church, often because they do not understand the local context. They lack cultural or linguistic understanding of their targets. So for them, it's like using 
scattergun, a less profitable, more desperate. But we see that some of them actually learn from that. Like, take the example of Cloud Brands Mirror Group. They play a different game. They manage file transfer servers like Axelion, Go Anywhere, and lastly move it. They cast a white net, then pick the most profitable fish out of it. It's smart, it's selective, it's ruthless. And if you remember, Club grabbed headlines with their movie exploits attacking hundreds of companies but filtering victims post-attack for profitability. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. Black Kite knows how complex it can be managing your cyber ecosystem risk. You're forced to either use a manual process or rely on old school ratings or scorecards. Neither option gives you a full picture of risk, and both force you to make decisions with blindsides, and this uncertainty causes increased stress. Black Kite illuminates risk in your cyber ecosystem. Our deep insights help you ease the tension caused by the unknown in your cyber ecosystem. We do this by giving you more than a risk score. We've created an automated system that provides real-time and accurate risk intelligence. Our data is accurate, reliable, detailed, and operationalized, so you can make informed risk decisions across your ever-changing cyber ecosystem. To learn more, visit blackkite.com. And now, back to the podcast. And how have these groups changed over the years? Are their motivations different now? Are the tactics different? The core driver is cash. It's always cash. They are financially motivated groups. But the game has changed, of course. It's more startup than smash and grab now. They are learning high-profile hits bring hit. They know that. And they try to avoid high-profile targets that draw law enforcement attention. And it's a lesson learned after the Colonial Pipeline incident led to dark, dark side black matter and rebel ransomware groups. So they are steering clear of the big, noisy targets. But here's a twist. Some are getting bolder, and as I noticed recently, taking calculated risks. They are targeting giants like Boeing and MGM Resorts. It's a high-stakes game, so they are balancing the desire to avoid the spotlight with the temptation of hitting the major players. And so with all of this going on in the world and in the threat space, is it possible to protect your business from ransomware? (laughs) It's a very good question. So, <laughs> like, you know, when we talk about these major trends in ransomware, so we see that there's a clear shift towards exploiting third-party vendors. So before answering your questions, I need to touch on these third-party risks because it's a significant change going on. Companies have long been vigilant about their own cybersecurity, but the risks now often come from those they do business with. These third-party vendors can unknowingly become gateways for cyber criminals. The attack surface has been extended to vendors. So picture this. Your company's cybersecurity is top-notch, but you share data with a vendor for operational reasons, which is very natural. But if your vendor is hit by a ransomware attack, you are suddenly in the line of fire. The base case scenario, and I'm talking about the base case scenario, is dealing with a data breach, which is bad enough. But there's more. The attackers might realize that the data is yours and come after you for ransom. They could even threaten to publicly name your company as a victim, right? That's a PR nightmare. And if you think that this is the worst case scenario, no, it's not the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is this. 
they find a pathway from the vendor straight to your network. And suddenly, you are not just dealing with a breach, you are facing a direct ransomware attack, a business disruption, the whole nine yards. And this is not just a theory. Like, what I'm talking about is happening increasingly. In fact, last year, in 2022, 27% of data breaches linked to third parties were because of ransomware. So what can companies do in this case? Well, my first suggestion to all our clients is that become a ghost ship in the cyber ocean. All these ransomware groups are pirates in this ocean, and you need to be a ghost ship. Make your company hard to target, hard to be visible by them. This means staying vigilant, right? First up, patch management, for instance. It's like keeping the doors and windows of your house locked. You need to constantly update and patch your systems. This blocks the easy entry points for hackers. And then there's the human factor, of course. Social engineering is a huge threat still. We need to train our teams to spot and resist phishing attempts and other social tricks. It's like teaching everyone in your house not to open the doors to strangers. It happens very frequently, but thankfully we have you know, new systems to eliminate or mitigate that threat. And of course, credentials. Cyber, cyber criminals love stealing them, love using leaked credentials, stealer logs, and so on and so forth. So strong, unique passwords and multi-factor authentication are crucial. But with this latest trend, going through the third-party vendors is vital. So we need to keep a close eye on our third parties. We need to monitor them, assess their cyber risk. And it's like knowing if your neighbor's house, which has a key to your house, is secure or not. So understanding and managing the risk is crucial in this sense. One approach is assessing how visible or attractive you are those ransomware groups or your vendors to those ransomware groups. That's why as the research team at BlackKite, we developed a metric called Ransomware Susceptibility Index, or in short, we call it RSI. RSI provides a score between uh, 0.0 and 0.1, which reflects your potential visibility or your vendor's potential visibility to ransomware. It's calculated considering various factors like industry, company size, specific indicators like critical vulnerabilities, open critical ports, or click credentials. So when you ask like, if we can prevent the ransomware attacks, if you are visible to those groups, if your ransomware susceptibility is so high, then you will be a target. So we need to make sure that we are not visible to those pirate ships. So when we look into all these trends and tactics and changing everything, it's not just about the attack methods. It's also about understanding your position in the cyber oceans, in the cyber ecosystem. How likely are you or your vendors to be noticed by these ransomware groups? So we need to keep a low profile, a low ransomware susceptibility. It's the part of navigating these waters safely. Well, Farhad, I've really appreciated your insight. This is some great information. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's been a great conversation. Hidden Risk is a cybercrime magazine podcast series brought to you by Black Kite. An award-winning intelligence platform, Black Kite is disrupting traditional third-party risk management practices worldwide by providing cybersecurity experts with full visibility they've never experienced before. To learn more about our sponsor, visit blackkite.com. 
For more of our media, visit our website at cybersecurityventures.com.